Hello and welcome to Kiss My Arts. I'm Mary Blake and I'm here in the Glen Centre in Manor Hamilton. I'm very happy to be here in North Leitrim and I'm joined today by Trassa Nealan. Trassa, you're very welcome. Thank you very much for having me. And thanks for having me in your home turf, in, in, your, in your glens that you know so well. So Trassa, you have been working here in the glens and you have a theatre company called the Rabbit's Riot Theatre Company. And I have been following it for a while and it's very interesting. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Um, so I graduated IT Sligo, I think in 2014. I, I lose track of the years very easily. I lose track of days. Um, but I think it was 2014 and around two years later, my friend Sonia Norris, who was in my year in IT Sligo, She'd done design and I'd done acting. She came to me and she was like, I really want to do a production of Alice in Wonderland. And she was like, I know you write plays. Would you like to write, write this script or adapt the book into a script? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And then we were like, well, we may as well make a theatre company under it. And I was like, yeah, sure. Let's do that. So that's how the Rabbit's Riot started. And we've been going now since, I think it's... We're five years next year. Fantastic. And it is such a unique type of theatre company. Um, And I think that's because you're two creative people. So Sonia is somebody that you met in Sligo IT. Both of you were studying there in that fantastic facility we have there in the performing arts degree course. So um, and that enthusiasm of youth and creativity I think is fantastic because sometimes we look back and you just think how did we think what were we thinking but it's great that you had that and you just went for it and you build it and they will come yes and a lot of it was when you leave college you're going you expect to kind of leave your local area and go into a new job and in a new area like in Dublin or Galway or to emigrate and that is what initially what I was going to do, I was going to move to Dublin, I was going to move to Galway, but finding accommodation and finding jobs up there was just, it was impossible. So when Sonia came with the idea for the theatre company and then basing it here, I was like, it's a fantastic idea because there is not, like, there's theatre companies in the Northwest, but there's not a lot, a lot of them and there's not a lot of young ones who are willing to try anything and do anything. So... It was kind of perfect. Yes, it just worked you know, out really yeah. well. And the fact that you... Uh, so have you different creative styles? or And do you both bring something different to the company? Or do you kind of go along the same path? Well, Sonia is a fantastic like, designer. She's just a, such a beautiful artistic head on her. Uh, <laughs> she's going to laugh at that colour of your artistic head. But um, she's just fantastic at that. So she, and she's a very good director. Whereas I... Um, I love writing so a lot of the stuff that we do would be written by me Um, and I did train as an actor so occasionally I dabble in that but I also love producing stuff I love um, I love the organization of things I just I'm always the one who's like well this could go wrong and making sure it doesn't go wrong that's my Okay, so you kind of keep the order. She has that uh, creativity. I've seen she really is good with her hands as well. And and she's great vision and um, color and style and everything that she puts her hand to really comes out looking beautiful. And um, yeah, yeah, Yeah. which is a very important part. And and that has become your trademark, really, and what makes you different. Yeah, we like to, we don't want to put ourselves in one box, I suppose. So we've done a lot of outdoor 
work. Um, we've done stuff like uh, Glencar Waterfall. We did a production one culture night on an island um, on in, you know near Innisfree. Yes. Um, by Parks Castle, and then of course the culture night just there. We did three productions at the Creevely Abbey and in Glenfern Forest and then at Glenade Lake, Lake which we've done something there before so we love that sort of stuff we love working with young people I love working with young people full stop I think I just think they're great um but we also like to work with serious subjects um because you know with the writing that I sometimes do we kind of touch on stuff like um, alcoholism and um, abortion and the mother and baby home so we've done a few productions like yes. that so you don't shy away yeah. from these social issues either yes. even though when working with children obviously it's it's, it's another part of your yeah. work and um, I have seen the quiet monologues that you did there for culture night and they're beautiful and really um it's it's wonderful that you're not that you saw this as an opportunity. It's culture night. We're in the middle of this lockdown, and it, it's spoiling all the crack. But you know, you, so you pull on other people. So obviously, you have to get somebody to do sound, somebody to put it all together, and actors from the community. Where do you start? Do you start with the idea, or do you look at the people around you? Um, usually, we start with a, an idea, um, and then <laughs> then we go to get the people. So. When Culture Night was coming around, I suppose me, me and Sonia, I suppose we're both lucky to have each other because we keep each other fresh and we always have new ideas. And when lockdown happened, we did so many projects for the first few months, a lot of it online, obviously all, all it was online, but we didn't kind of stop and go like, oh no, our careers are over. And it's still extremely scary and we still don't know what's going to happen next year for us, but we also know we had to adapt quickly. So when Culture and I came around, um, I came, I actually not sure how I came up with the idea, but I was like, we'll do a video and we'll do it in these locations and we'll do it about these women who are based in these locations. Um, and, you know, we applied for for the Leitrim County Council and they said, yeah, that's a great idea. So that's when we started to go, OK, well, how how are we going to do this? So we got actors who are from the Northwest um, and there's some fantastic actors in the Northwest, you know, like professional and amateur. And I don't, I, I suppose I don't like the word amateur either because there's some amazing actors who, you know, do the circuit or they do um, local theatre company plays and they're just, they're, they're phenomenal. Do you know, they're brilliant and just, you know, I feel like just because they're not paid or it's not their day job. To me, they're still absolutely, yeah. and a, a lot of a lot of those as she on, on the circuit. A lot of those people, you watch them and you think they are as good as anybody who has yeah. ha, has done it for pay. But they're getting paid in another way. They yeah. just can't keep away from it. They yeah. just love it. Yeah. But the talent, you're right. The talent is really really rich around here. You know, Leitrim in general. North Leitrim has has. So many artists living in the area yeah. now. So many of all across all fields of the arts. And do you have any idea why that is? I maybe I don't know if the house and cheap and leak from Yeah, well that, <laughs> yeah, helps. that could be it. Yeah. But I think it's because it's so beautiful and it's like you forget about it during lockdown. You know, you're everyone was stuck in their houses. And then I met a friend one day and we had coffee and we drove around, just kind of like drove around, and I was like oh, I forgot how pretty Leitrim was, you know? And there's so much history and there's like a richness in Leitrim. 
Um, and I think, you know, when you leave and come back, like a lot of people do that and they say like, oh my God, I've forgotten how beautiful it was. Or people who've never been here before and you take them around, they're just like in awe. And then the you look at it through their eyes. When yeah. you have a visitor coming and you're, as you say, going for a drive or going for a walk, you do kind of admire it again yeah. and realize that it is a beautiful place so that there are artists who have chosen to come and live here in Leitrim and then there's our homegrown artists like yeah. yourself so I'm going to take you back you're from Manor Hamilton yeah. originally Hamilton. you went to St. Clair's um, primary school and the comprehensive school here and when did you first know that the arts and theater in particular was something that you wanted to do I started doing youth theater when I was maybe 14 or 15 and I just really enjoyed it I I I felt comfortable in it I felt comfortable going into the space like that's when I started really getting to know the Glen Centre and then as I got you know up to leave and start I I was like yeah I think performing arts is what I want to do I think I want to be an actor or I want to work in that kind of career and that my um you know, the, what do you call them? The career advisor people. Career yeah, advisor, career yeah. guidance. Career guidance. She um, pointed me in the direction of IT Sligo because I was going to look at NUIG, um, but their course was very much English and yes. geography. And and that, I, and I think that was a really wise choice yeah. because I, I do think a lot of um, theatre courses in universities and colleges are quite academic mm. and a lot of us who who are drawn to theatre because we love getting up on our feet yeah. and doing it and playing with it I think the Sligo, Sligo IT has really proven to be probably the best in the country for that yeah and it's really grown I think in the past few years and now you have a master's in right. performing arts which is something I'm going to look at in my future um and yeah, it's it's a great course. Lectures are fantastic. And I think what made it great is that the classes were so small. You knew everyone in every year. It wasn't like going into a big lecture hall and not knowing anyone. Um, so you knew everyone in every year. You, the lectures were really just, they were so good to everyone. You could contact them and know that your email wouldn't be lost within 150 other emails in their Absolutely. inbox. Absolutely. And Rona Trench, of course, the yes, literal woman is the head of that yeah. department. And it is very interesting that you say that being a part of that small group and the nature of the work you're doing, that workshop and that's, that, that playing, for want of a better word, with one another, it must start to feel like a little family at the end of oh, it. Oh, it was totally little family. And I think it's a good thing of what theatre is like. Anyway, when you when you leave college or when you go into a job, it was like it was like, you know, a little family and then you leave that little family, but then you go into a next little family. And that's what like the arts, I think, particularly theatre and film um, can be, is that you it's so intense and you're so close to the group of people for like a really short period or maybe slightly long period. But then that suddenly that's finished. And then you go into another family. It's so, it's... Yes, it's really bond, yeah. bonding, I yeah. suppose. And, and um, the fact that we have to get over each other's uh, shortcomings and get on with it and yeah. help each other out. I mean, there's no point in being a beautiful shining star if everybody else isn't isn't coming along with you and isn't yeah. supporting each other. It's never just about one person in a, in a show. Oh, it never is. And I say that when we do shows with younger people or when I work with younger people, it's not about that at all. Like the, the lead, yeah, the lead might have the most lines, 
but if you're in the background rolling your eyes and kind of like with your like you know in a huff it totally puts off the scene so everyone is like equally yeah. important and when I do I sometimes do um help direct the shows in the musical down in St. Clair's and even people who do the stage managing they're as important as the people who are singing and dancing on stage and I tell them that because they are if they don't put a chair out it actually can ruin an entire scene not ruin but it can do you know they're, everyone's important and everyone is a part of what happened like what's going on and I think that's a very good life lesson for yeah. young people to know that in general it's just the respect of everybody else and you oh, know yeah. it's not just about one person and yeah. your energy if you dip your energy okay you're only over on the side of the stage yeah. supposed to be drinking a cup of tea but if you drop your energy we, we all feel that yeah. Yeah. you know yeah, everyone's important with each other. Yeah. And I try to make sure to thank everyone when, you know, a show is finished or when they're about to start, you know, and tell them all, you know, break Acknowledge that uh, yeah. it took more than a handful of people to put this thing on the road. And oh. even the support you need, especially working with young people, you need mammies to be dropping them and dads yeah. to be waiting in the car in the cold weather. Yes. And we do, you know, yeah. it takes a village to raise a child, but it really does um, in theatre as well. It takes a lot yeah. of people to get behind it. And, you know, we would have every Christmas start, I think, 2017 we started doing big Christmas shows here and it's mostly young people in the cast um so you know they became a little family every year and unfortunately we can't do it this year because of COVID we're hoping to do something alternative um and it's a lot of work every year like you know rehearsals three times a week and it gets so intense and they're just amazing kids because they're so young they're so young but they're so like passionate and do you find do. as they get older that they lose some of that enthusiasm or is if you keep them with you, can, can they keep it? Well, I think personally, the young people at the moment, you, you know, I'm not that older than most of them, but I feel like there's so, cause there's so much projects going on um, that I think it might keep their attention more. Um, I think anyway, if acting is into career that you want to do in the future, I think it's a great like pastime and it's a great thing to do as it, like as you're growing up because it gives you such confidence. A lot of the young people that I work with, you see some of them totally blossom over a couple of years and they just have like 10 times more confidence than I would at their age, um, which is incredible. And that's very satisfying yeah. for you as a facilitator yeah. to, to witness that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it really is. And I, um, you know, they're so great. Some of them like are now contacting going like, can I have a, support letter for this or that and I'm like of course I'm delighted you can have all of the support letters I support you wholly and yes. fully <laughs> and when you joined youth theatre here in the glens in Manor Hamilton who was running it at that point I think it was Emma Ponch was running it and then that was maybe for the first year or two and then Declan Johan came in yes and now I work with Declan Johan with the seniors so it's kind of gone full circle so it, it was great Declan yeah. of course works in Sligo IT and the performing arts yeah course as well and it's a really great scoop for you to have him here uh, facilitating yeah. I mean he's so qualified and experienced yeah and, and he's, he's always um kind of he's always improving his skills or upskilling his yes. skills or upskilling is the word he's always upskilling he's been doing a lot of um workshops at in like Europe yes um, Chekhov isn't Chekhov, it yeah. yeah and he brings he actually like he brings them back into the rehearsal room and it's really um cool to watch and you see like 
the kids do because I'm like oh I don't think they realize that they're doing like this actual proper intense work that uh, you know the that that, yeah. that you know normally a child that age would not get that experience and it's brilliant to see people uh, um, like Declan who is still you know as experienced as he is he's still wanting to learn more yeah. and I think that is the thing about the whole creative process for for all art forms is like there's always something else out there. There's always, we can be better, we can do, you know, different, we can open our eyes to what's going on. And it's really positive to see that he is still bringing that back here to our little town of Manor Hamilton. Oh, yes. And passing it on to the kids. So we're grateful for people like that, really. It's wonderful to have it. So that was you in youth theatre and then into Sligo IT, into that course you talked about. Was there work placement involved in that there was a year I think called a semester six I think it was when we were in third year so towards in Sligo it was you know you've already paid for your accommodation that was the thing so you can't really go off to, when you're a student you can't really go off to Dublin or to another country to kind of get work experience because there's that kind of economic side to it so a few people did I stayed in Sligo and I wrote some shorts film scripts and actually that's where I realized oh I quite like writing scripts like when I was a child I used to I used to write um you know fan fiction it wasn't fan fiction I called it friend fiction because it was all my friends (laughs) it was so my friends loved it my I used to write stories about my friends and doing things and they like they thought it was great so so you were going it, it was like you and your friends having some kind of adventure yes yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah so I call it friend fiction and so I, I always had like a love for writing but when in semester six when I started writing those scripts I was like oh I quite like writing scripts and one of the scripts I wrote in semester six um when I left college the Cork Arts Theatre do a 10 by 10 production every year so it's 10 10 minute scripts yes so I gave them that script and they were like yeah we like this and we're going to produce it as part of this event and I was like oh okay and then that's how I started getting into writing so semester six and college really influenced me in that when I was there there was no kind of playwriting there's no like intense playwriting course there was kind of a short one yes I think Donal O'Kelly did with us um as a guest lecturer but there wasn't anything that was really a module as such. Yeah. 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 And that set you uh, so it is these little um crossroads along the way that 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 can really set up something in the yes. future. Yeah. And are you still are you always writing? Oh, I'm a very bad writer in the sense that I don't have any rhyme or reason to it. Um I should be always writing. I'm always reading, and I think that helps me sometimes. But usually I like writing knowing that there's an end goal in sight. Or knowing that it's going to be produced into to some sort of capacity. I'm very good under pressure. So like, you need a yeah, deadline. So I need a deadline. If I said to you, we need something written for next Friday, would you stay up night and day until it was ready? Depending on what it was, yes. I'd be like, okay, let's... Yeah. Whereas you have the rest of your life to write a play, you kind of... It, there isn't the same urgency, I suppose. Yeah, because sometimes you feel... Because I know there's been times that I've wrote stuff... And, you know, you'd you send it somewhere to like one, you know, those kind of competitions. Yeah. You're looking for new scripts and it mightn't get anywhere. And you're like, oh, but I put my heart and soul into it. And I think it'd be great. Maybe that's just what's the word? 
not cocky or ignorant, not arrogant. But, but it's your work, yeah. it's your baby, and yeah. we are sensitive to criticism, are sensitive yeah. to, I mean, criticism is one thing, but the deafening silence you get can be yeah. even more devastating, you know, because it is something you worked on. But I suppose preparing scripts for little competitions and entries it's still your script and you still yeah. have it and then you're building up yeah. a little repertoire and if you know you could dust it off yeah. again you know I think what a lot about it for me is it's the work that you put into it so you you might write the script and enter it into something and it goes nowhere and it's not obviously it's not the fault of anyone if it doesn't get chosen for something but sometimes it's like you work so hard on something but then you don't get any not even recognition because you know with other jobs or with other careers you know somebody might at, you might be told will you build this website um and we're gonna and maybe some other people in your job are told will you have build this website for this company the company will pick the best website um and maybe your website doesn't get picked but you still get paid whereas when you're a writer it does not so that's why I kind of like working with an end goal in sight because at least even if it's something that doesn't get paid I know that'll go up on stage and something else might come out and of it. And it will have its day. Yeah. So project-based, so something yeah. that you can work on and see a finish, not yeah. just writing to God knows where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So maybe, yeah, that's kind of what I'm 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 like, yeah. Yeah, well, it's great because, you I mean, your, your work is so nice. And, and I suppose for a young person like you, is the way young people um, in their teens and 20s, is the way that they consume the arts and theatre and acting, you know, now people are, are, I suppose, seeing it on YouTube or whatever. Is that, is theatre going to lose out? Uh, I don't think it is. I hope it's not. I know when we did, we're doing um, the, the Culture Night thing just there, everyone was so excited about it that it was going to be live. Um, our last show in particular with Sheila O'Keefe. So at the time, you could only have 15 people in an outdoor audience. And then I think it changed the week before it turned to 50. Oh, it's changed very it's suddenly. Ch- yeah, you see, that's yeah. another thing that keeps changing. But we had, we had, um, and that 15 people includes like crew and cast. So we had the, that full 15 people there, but it seemed almost like a full house. Yes. And it was, technically it was a full house, but in the full house, where I felt like there's so much mm. more people there. Yeah, young, I think young people consume everything on their yes. phones these days. And I think with theatre, even talking about my theatre company, because I think like tech stuff can cost a lot of money. But with big theatre companies and big like venues, I think it's important to try keep away or find a way that they can do live theatre that's also intrinsic to technology and to phones and stuff. Okay. So to meet those two meet, worlds yeah, a little bit, yeah. you know, to not lose out in theatre because it, we don't want to see them. They're not museums, you no. know, we really want to no. keep keep them going and there's such good work. When you were growing up, were there people in the community that you think influenced your your where you are today? Well, here at the Glen Centre yeah. definitely did. I'm so lucky. I know now that we're, I was so lucky to have this here and everyone, like, after me is so lucky to have this venue mm. um so definitely the glen center yeah. was just totally yeah you it know was, yeah yeah and these small art centers i suppose we have them um all over the country now and yeah. it is brilliant that the theater is is at our on our doorstep oh and the quality of stuff that has come into this yeah. this theater you know there's a lot of homegrown talent yeah. and as well but there's been great visiting artists and visiting yeah troops here and you've been working here um last year you were working here I know it was probably cut short with with COVID and everything it's yes. just different to how you expect it and how did you find working in the Glens? 
Oh, I loved working in the Glens because it was it was like different every day. Getting to um, meet and talk to different artists was incredible. And the stories, of some, you know, there's some totally like artists are eccentric. Yeah. And I met some very eccentric um, people. But it was it was great, you know. Um, it's just such a busy, well, maybe not now. It's quite that busy. Although there's, our, the first gig happened um, a few weeks ago. It was a quartet came in, which is brilliant um, to have. And I think like people are hungry for live events. So I think we'll be fine. It will be a struggle. And I think people need to go out and support not, not just their local venues, but like small businesses in their community. To just, Absolutely. Yeah. And keep remembering those shops that kept their doors open yeah. for us. And, and really, you know, it is so important to remember and keep our own communities viable and alive. Yeah. It's true. So um, you do a lot of offsite theatre work as well. As beautiful as it is to work in the glens, you seem to use the environment and the world around you. You, th- th- you mentioned Glencar Waterfall. It was about a year ago or something. You did something really gorgeous there with lighting. And what was yeah. that? So we've been there twice. I think our, f- our first ever culture night was at Glencar Waterfall. And we did a production of, Sto- we did, you know, W.B. Yeats's poem, Stolen Child. So that was kind of a co-production with the Glen Centre. Um, and Susan McKay, yeah, Susan McKay was here at the time. So, uh, and then Ray Duffy was also here at the time. So the, the waterfall was all lit up and the audience, it was, the, it was hundreds and hundreds in the audience. It was because it's a free event, We but we were still so surprised at all the people that turned up and basically it was they went up through the path and there was fairies dancing and reciting the poem we also had um a bagpipe player who's playing his pipes mm. um so it was a sense of so it was li- kind of a little bit magical yes it was so magical and then we did it with the eight society then last year again right um, yeah. Still. So that has been, you know, that's very well received. Your Facebook page, which is Rabbit's Riot Theatre Company, um, you've you put a lot up on that. You, that's been a very active page, actually. Yeah, I um, run the social media stuff. Um, so yeah, yeah. During, you, I felt like actually before lockdown, it was kind of quiet because usually the beginning of the year, we don't have a, a lot of projects on, so it's usually quiet. And then during lockdown, when you think it would be quiet, it was just going all day. Because people were still, you work with yeah. actors from, uh, are these actors that you uh, saw a girl from Galway and people from around the country, are they people you knew from college or are they just actors you met along the way? This, that was the um, the monologues that I wrote. Yes, yes those um, those wee monologues. I decided I wanted to, I was like, I'll write these small little monologues. I'll do one every week until it ends. So the first girl was Maureen Folan. And she has a theatre company in Galway called No Ropes Theatre Company. So she'd be a good friend of mine. Like She's a fantastic theatre practitioner. But a lot of the other people were people I kind of know vaguely. And some people I haven't even met before who contacted me and seen what was happening and were like, oh, is there any way I could do one? And I was like, yes, of course. you know. Mm-hmm. And then I was luckily got funded from the Leitrim County Council for that project. So I got to pay those actors, which is... I. It's so important to pay people and... I know, yeah. it is so important you know. to pay people because these people have been really... And actors and musicians and artists have been very generous over COVID time, yeah. actually. There's been so much work going out there. But, I mean, how would we all have gotten through lockdown without artists, without 
TV shows, without music, without books. You know, it is really what kept us sane. So we have to keep yeah. them keep them in the industry. Oh, totally. We don't want them getting another job no. and, and, and never coming back. You see, that's the thing as well. I don't think people totally understand is that a lot of artists give so much of their selves with their work and all of the work that was on, especially during the first few months that they were giving up for free, you know, and we consume art every single day, even if it's just on Netflix or if you're flicking through a magazine. And I don't think people realize that, how important it is to keep the arts funded and to remember these people who are artists who like work from job to job. Like it's so, yes. you know, even myself now, I have like, it's so hard to know where where what you're going to do or what your next thing is you don't want to make a move a move wrong either yeah absolutely it's, you know yeah i think we there needs to be a system in place where people can do their art yes. and be able to work and, and to have that work acknowledged yeah. and paid for i mean it's not a dirty word to look for money for for your for your work i mean where else would you expect you know you wouldn't expect a plumber to come in and you know put yeah. in a new shower for you because he's good at it and because he likes exactly. doing it you know yeah. we have to value these people and I think we we do realize since since the recessions we've lived through and now this current um crisis um it, it is what makes Ireland quite unique and I think it is uh people don't come here for the weather they come here for the arts yeah. you know and it is something that we're very good at we're good talkers we're good storytellers and um I think people we should really value that as part of our identity and who we are. I think it's really important. You have a new podcast, yes. Trasa. It's um, It came out, the first one came out at the end of September. The next one, we're looking forward to the end of October. Yes. I was listening to, it's a lovely forum for um, artists in the Northwest. Will you tell us a little bit about it? So it's called Artists Like Rabbits. Very happy with the name. <laughs> I was very happy when I came up with that. Um, so... A couple of a month or two ago, I was kind of like sitting at home and I, I see I seen people on Twitter joking about all these podcasts that have popped up over um, <laughs> over like quarantine. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, I'll never do podcast. And then in the back of my head, I was like, actually, maybe it would be cool to do a podcast like a monthly one with the Rabbit's Riot just to showcase some of the wonderful work people do and we've worked with some fantastic people and I was like, I feel like their work should be acknowledged. So we have a women's group and we, during lockdown, we created this online, it's on our website, it's called Women Through Time. So it was work that the women created about women who influenced them and inspired them. It's like women past and present. And it was meant to be in Cafe Bia Slancha. And then of course, that closed. That closed yes. And, we couldn't do it anyway, so it became online. So we decided for the first episode to ask um, the ladies to do to um, record themselves reciting their poems and explaining what their poems are about. So Andrea and Grania both contributed to the yeah, first episode. Beautiful, very different ones actually. Yes. Two of them very contrasting. So different, yeah, yeah. and just really interesting. Just fantastic. Yeah, that's right. So that that um, can you? Uh, women's group. So yeah. who set up that? Is that a, is that kind of an offshoot of the rabbits? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a little offshoot. So with the um, North Leitrim Women's Centre, um, we came together and we were like, let's do a women's project. And Creative Ireland funded the first term of it. 
Um, and we're getting ready actually now to go into more workshops with across the line where we're going to be talking about um, how the border has influenced our lives as women. So it's a great, it's a, a really fantastic group um, of all of all ages. Some women who've lived here all their lives or who moved here years ago and two um, women who moved quite recently in the last year or two. So it's a great way of meeting women in the locality and and building community building and support. Community. Yeah, that's and exactly the women's is. group is it is it a creative group or is it just a group of women? Everybody welcome. Oh, everyone's welcome, and we we do do creative stuff in it. But everyone has like different skills, and it's more about kind of exploring the skills, but also conversation and um, you know talking about each other's lives. It's helped like. You know, a lot, a lot of really deep conversations have come out of it. Um, it's very bond, like very bonding. Um, you learn so much. Um, it's fantastic. Like it's, How yeah, long is that going, Tressa? It started in last September. Yes. Yeah. Which brilliant. And you've survived. I mean, for a new group to have survived this lockdown as well. I mean, it's, it's a great achievement. And yeah. is it that yourself and Sonia as well? Yeah. So me and Sonia would be facilitating. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. And where does that meet in? Um, in the Women's Centre, and now we're, we're meeting, I think, in the Glen Centre now for the Cross the Line workshops. Brilliant. So, yeah. that, so everything, so from talking to you today, it's so interesting because one thing has really led to another. Yeah. I mean, there has been little stepping stones, even if it probably didn't feel like that for you at the time. But everything kind of takes a logical step forward. Yeah. And this um, Women Through Time has ended up, you know, having a platform with your um, podcast. Is the podcast going to continue as always women? Or are you leaving it open to artists um, from the area? Oh, it's, o- it's open to everyone. Yeah. So we have the next few planned at the moment. Um, but it's exciting because I'm learning my skills as Brilliant. I go around. Like I never <laughs> worked with um, sound in the sense of like we were using a software called Audacity, which is amazing because it's it's free. And I yeah. think that's fantastic. Whoever set that up is... Thank you to them. All of the karma <laughs> to them. But I'm learning as I go along, which is kind of scary, but it's also fun. Um, and I find people are so generous as well with, with the arts. But um, my friend Ronan McManus, uh, you know, I we announced that the podcast was happening um, on social media and I met him at the weekend um, and he was like, oh, just out of the blue. It was like, I've, I've made a song. I've created music for you to use for your podcast if you want. And I was like, wow, like that's so generous. And I think artists are so generous with their with their time and their skills. They're so generous with it's it. brilliant. And it's a yeah. lovely little jingle because it's oh, so, so fresh. It's not chintzy and yeah. techy like we hear a lot. But I mean, it's a very wholesome kind of guitar yeah, riff lovely. and it's kind of cool. So fair it. play to him. It is great. Yeah. So we're looking forward to hearing your next one at the end of October. And how do we how do we find your podcast? So we're on Spotify um, at the moment and we'll post it up every month when it comes up um and it, yeah and you'll post that also on your rabbits riot theater company i'd really recommend that people like that page actually because there's a lot of little little tidbits on that mm-hmm. and and um trasa and sonia are always coming up with um 
interesting, crazy and yeah. fun stuff. So um, I'm putting that up. So it's always something worth having a look at. And I suppose we'll find out more about the podcast on that yeah. as well. So that's very good. So listen, thank you so much. We've gone over time. I knew we would because I knew there was so much to get through with you. You're so accomplished for a young person. And we're, we're very lucky to have you working here with young people and people in our community. So thank you for the work you do. Trust the Neil. Thank you.